We brought you damn good beer, and now we're delivering to you damn good beef. Hassle Cattle Company is the absolute best source for farm-to-table Wagyu beef in the country. Hassle Cattle Company is a fourth-generation cattle farm out of Texas. They ship all over the beautiful USA and straight to your door. They call their beef the blue-collar Wagyu. Why? Because it's the best damn Wagyu that every man or woman can afford. Hassle Cattle Company offers Wagyu smoked sausage, New York strip, beef bacon, Wagyu fresh two jerky flavors, original and sweet and spicy, and their hamburger even won the Food Network's Northeast Burger Jam. Not only do we love their beef, the country loves their beef. Everybody wants to get in on this. These guys take their registered bulls and breed them with Angus cows, giving you that very high prime product that is grown with zero antibiotics or hormones. So head to HassleCattleCompany.com, that's H-A-S-S-E-L-L, CattleCompany.com, and use promo code DNVR10 for 10 percent off your order plus any orders over two hundred dollars get you free shipping again use code dnvr10 check them out today and we promise you will not be disappointed welcome into the dnvr avalanche podcast presented by DraftKings sportsbook i'm your host rudo joined by aj hayfley who is actively reconstructing his mic live on the show deconstructing in fact oh, oh so much better all right, he figured it out apparently. No, but this thing, the so the bottom of the stand that I use, it's super heavy. Yeah. And so a lot of times I have it sitting on my desk like this and you guys can only just like see the top of it. Yeah. But yeah. I can't see my screen because it's actually like <laughs> right in front of me. And so the last couple of shows I've just been holding it and it's very comfortable except for this bottom is like 10 pounds. So it's just like sitting yeah, in your lap. Yeah. We'll just, just pop it off and said word. All right. Uh, well, this is why I wear a headset. But we do have our DraftKings pick of the week. You probably know this by now, but I am on a quest mm-hmm. to find the strangest bet on DraftKings. And I think I'm pretty deep in the weeds on this one. I is think this, Is this so finding the strangest bet on DraftKings? Is this like when I worked at a hotel and I was determined to poop in every guest room? Yeah, it's kind of like that for sure. Nice. You got every nook and cranny, <laughs> no doubt about it. Hell yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. For, for the record, but in every bathroom. Yeah. Did how? What? Give me a percentage. How many of the hotel did you get? Like fifty percent. The one hotel I did it in, I I you got them all. I got them all, and then quit the next week. Oh well, mission accomplished. I guess. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I was determined, man. <laughs> it was draft- like if I if I if I needed a if I needed a two turn night, we had Taco Bell that day. All right, well, you got to bang out a couple. That's what one, I'm saying. In one shift. Yeah, you had to. There were some, I had some catching up to do before I quit that job. I was only working there three days a week. Well, there is no getting multiple bets on this bet because i'm so far in the weeds you can't even bet on who's gonna win and who's gonna lose these games you can only bet on the over or the under uh we're talking about floorball it's like hockey but without the ice so pretty dope pretty fun the czech extra liga of floorball uh the the game I'm looking at has an over of eleven and a half. I'm taking the over. I think it's I think it's a surefire lock. There's a lot of goal scoring in floorball, but my favorite part about this bet is the team names. Uh, one team is from Kodov. One team is from Berno. Kodov's team is literally just named Floorball. <laughs> and, floorball, the Floorball champion. Yeah, exactly. And Berno is named Hat Trick. Oh, so pretty dope. 
Okay. I'm all for it. If I had if I had to pick a team, even though I can't actively bet on one, I'd take Hattrick, obviously. Uh, <laughs> I don't. Pavel Barber is pretty good at floorball. I've seen. I don't know. I don't know who who's good at professional floorball. Uh, <laughs> well, clearly, team floorball. <laughs> yeah, they are just team floorball. They should be pretty good at it, I would think. <laughs> Uh, but I'm taking the over of 11 and a half on this floorball match. So go ahead and go ahead and get on that floorball bet from the Czech Extra Liga. Only a DraftKings Sportsbook can you find bets like this. Must be 21 or older, Colorado only. Other terms, restrictions, and conditions apply. If you sign up with code DNBR for a new account, you get $150 in free bets when you bet $1 in any football game this week. DraftKings is an official sports betting partner of the NFL. See DraftKings.com slash sportsbook for details. And of course, if you have a gambling problem, call 1-800-522-4700. All right. Now that we're moving on from floorball, let's get into some actual hockey you, talk here. You just keep saying floorball and floorball. it starts to sound like such a weird word. Yeah. yeah it's, floorball. You're, it very quickly, dangerously turns floorball. into Blurns ball. And all of a sudden you're you're playing weird sports. Floorball. Floorball. There's a term for this where the word becomes the sound. Yeah, onomatopoeia. I don't like remember. That. I don't remember what it is. It's breaking my brain right now, though. I just floorball. This is how it's made with floorball. floorball. <laughs> it does. It sounds. It's yeah, floorball. You hang it right next to your plumbus. It's fine. It's. Uh... <laughs> <laughs> It sounds like a, it sounds like a, I don't know. It sounds like a, a, a player's name. Like, oh, sure. drafted in the sex in the sixth round is Jacques Florbel. Jacques Florbel. Yep. <laughs> Confirmed. Uh, Buffalo okay. has Taro Sujimoto. Colorado has Jacques Florbel. <laughs> Jacques Florbel. <laughs> <laughs> if I, if I ever disappear someday. Just start looking for the idea. ID. Jock Jock Florbel. Florbel. <laughs> All right. We know AJ's spy identity now for That's sure. Right. Okay. Got it. I need to get a second passport. Jock Florbel. <laughs> okay. In actual hockey news, the Colorado Avalanche do play a game tonight. Not that Jack anyone can watch it. Uh, it will happen regardless. And the roster is out there. So despite not being able to see it it is a pretty pretty nhl laden roster which was somewhat expected some of the the interesting names obviously we talked about all the forwards yesterday wingerly ranta maltsev kaut all in this hockey game uh, but you also have curtis mcdermott on defense dennis gilbert on defense uh, a guy that we did not talk about much in the hierarchy of the defense but all right, all right. Yeah, here it was Jacques, not Jack. Flurble. <laughs> oh, is it <laughs> Joaquin Flurble? <laughs> Just leave it there. I I think I'm gonna change my uh, Twitter profile name. <laughs> To Mr. Flurble. To, to Jacques Flurble. <laughs> Do it. 
please. Uh, but Dennis Gilbert, he was someone that we mentioned, especially the first few days of camp, mm, looked definitely. very solid on the defensive side. Uh, perhaps an opportunity to, I think it's going to be pretty hard to realistically put himself in the mix for even like the seventh or eighth D spot, but could yeah. could put himself in the mix for a call up. Yeah. I think he, I mean, he needs to work his way into that hierarchy. Clearly, I think Justin Barron has probably passed him up already on that depth chart. Yep. Um, you know, however we feel about that, probably <laughs> irrelevant. But, um, I mean, Gilbert is a, I mean, it's a, again, like, a, do they use 10 defenders this year? Do they use 16? Because if they use 16, Dennis Gilbert's somewhere on that list. Definitely. So, you know, you want to see, you know, does, does, look, Jacob McDonald played pretty poorly two days ago. And in, in tonight again as well, by the way, suddenly with Jack Johnson and Justin Barron suddenly has significantly more push from behind yep. phrasing uh, than was expected <laughs> coming into preseason for a job, you know, for a depth defenseman job, you know, after, after last year, he played 30, I think 33 games for the ads, I think. And you would have thought that that would have gotten him some sort of leeway into an inside line at least, right? But. Yeah. And instead, it just feels like between, I mean, and you add Curtis McDermott, who's also in the lineup tonight, might be getting pushed out right away. Yeah. It's, uh, it's, it's interesting how quickly that type of thing happens. And, and look, we've talked about it before. Uh, Jacob McDonald is absolutely the type of player that a, a coach is going to, see and it's like hold on to your butts every time he steps onto the ice right so yeah that's probably not helping him but how aggressively the Avs filled out this depth even with the understanding that Devontae isn't going to be ready the understanding that EJ and Murray might not be the healthiest dudes in the world the Avs went out and acquired Curtis McDermott actively to play defense. They went out and signed Johnson actively to a PTO to give him a proper look. Mm-hmm. And they're giving plenty of opportunity to Justin Barron to prove something as well. So they have very actively looked for dudes capable of potentially pre- replacing Jacob McDonald. Yeah. And like, like, I think that's a, I think that's a thing that teams do. Sure. You know, like you actively look. You to, always want to be getting better, right? And you want to, you want your depth to get better. You want more guys to push, and uh, and, and I, I don't think, and it's not, it's not as if McDonald was so bad last year that it was like, oh my god, they need to improve at this position, right? You know, you look at how uh, Hunter Miska played last year, and then the response, the team's response to his poor play. Okay, well, he got sent down, and then they traded for Jonas Johansson and Devin Dubnik. And then in this offseason, you know, brought Johansson back. And then Annan and Trent Minor are both coming in. It was pretty obvious. They were like, we, we're. Yeah, well, and we'll get into that Miska conversation more a little bit later. But yeah, but it was, uh, I think you're always trying to get, I think you're always trying to get better. Uh, and you're, you're trying to make your depth to the point where if you put those guys in, you're fine. You get by, you survive, you're okay. Mm-hmm. And I think somehow they've done that defensively. Now preseason optimism being what it is, um, can give way to the to the to the reality of 
the world really quickly. No doubt. Like, look, we're talking about Jack Johnson. He's been solid in camp and this and that, but like we've seen Jack Johnson be a not very good actively bad in the NHL. Yeah. NHL player for a long time. Not like a one off. He was rough here. He was rough there. You know, there are reasons to think that you know a super no. sheltered role, depth and blah 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 blah. But I do think that I do think overall though that the the depth that they've brought in is so, pushing at least to well to improve. And this is a little of column A, a little of column B, right? Yes, they are pushing to improve. And as much as they're pushing to improve the seventh, eighth D spot, they're also yeah. pushing names onto this list. So if disaster does happen, they're not playing Keaton Middleton. Yeah. And well, and I don't know, man, Keaton Middleton was a choice. You remember he was, he was on an AHL deal last year and they, they chose to give him the NHL deal that he's currently on and to play him actively, play him, yeah. put him in games. You're right. So, you know, it makes you wonder what's the, I mean, the Keaton Middleton today is or, or Andreas England is where Keaton Middleton was last year. The start of last year, yeah. Yeah. And and that's you know, a guy like Andreas England is like, oh well, Keaton Middleton did it. I could be big and hit people and get an but NHL I, deal. I guess my question there then, like what the Johnson assuming Johnson gets signed, mm-hmm. they have Johnson, they have McDermott, they have McDonald, they have potentially Baron. Mm-hmm. Is it's it's pushing that guy down the list a little bit further. It's it, last year the Az went through so many D. You can almost excuse them signing Keaton Middleton, right? Because they just needed bodies. Yeah. This year, if they do it something similar with England, it would feel a little excessive, wouldn't it? Yeah. Um, well, and I would say yes because you remember a guy that is not taking place in training camp because of COVID protocols yep. uh, that we haven't talked at all about in this preseason because of COVID protocols is uh, Roland McCown, whose name I say differently every time I say it out loud. McCown, McCown, McCown. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> He's all, like, that's a veteran AHL guy. Yep. Has NHL experience too. So, yeah. Um, so that's like, that's a, that's another guy that's in this conversation somewhere. somewhere. Sure. You know, but this is also him not playing. Like, that's opportunity for a guy like Dennis Gilbert. Yep. You know, that's a guy That's a guy who he can jump on that list. If he shows well in the preseason, he could go through that, dude. And, and Gilbert, you have to remember, is another guy that I don't know how actively they targeted, but someone they acquired via trade. So someone that's specific from Chicago that they had interest in. Yeah, and like you keep in mind, like Dennis Gilbert's twenty four years old. Yeah, he's not twenty eight, twenty nine. Yeah, this is not the Jacob McDonald. He is a twenty eight year old who has been in the in the AHL for seven years or whatever. Yep. You know, it probably hasn't been that long for. And and yeah. let's let's face it, the the gold standard there for the Avs for the first foreseeable future is going to be: can they find the next Ryan Graves guy? Yeah, in in targeting dudes like that, and Gilbert does have what twenty four, twenty five NHL games to his name as well. So it's not like he's completely out in the wilderness here. Well, and Gilbert Gilbert would fill the 
the big the physical type of guy too. Yeah. Yeah, and I think Gilbert's. I think part of the problem with Gilbert is that he's too willing to fight. That I, he let when I, he got himself hurt last year, right? Because he Punching was so helmet. Yeah. like he was so eager to get into it. He got himself hurt yep. for a fight that didn't need to happen. Yep. You know, like defending players and like you're gonna go and go after a guy who lays out one of your stars or whatever. Fine, like those are fights that you live with, right? Those are fights that you that are perfectly acceptable. You don't have any issues with the guy picking that fight. That's fine. Physicality and nastiness is fine. Yeah. When your team is leading a hockey game and you are comfortable, there's no reason to start throwing it. Right. Don't don't open up the door for them to get themselves emotionally back into it. Yep. You know, it was the old I used to give Dario such a hard time over it a couple years ago, uh, in Ian Cole's first year in Colorado. The ads were in Calgary and we're leading like four one late in the second period and we're just cruising, right? They had the game one. They were they were no big deal. Like they were on their way to two points. And then Ian Cole smoked a dude at center ice. Yep. Got into a huge fight. And it woke the flames up, and the flames scored like five goals in the third period. Arguably a clean hit, if I remember correctly. It, too. I had no issues with the hit, and Dar- the Dario's point, which I've come around to over the years, is just that there was just no reason for it. Yeah. Don't tell him this. Is that yeah, like knowing the situation, understanding the situation of, don't wake them up. You're already up four to one. You know, throwing just, the big hit just because you can, yeah, right? Just suffocate them to death. Yeah, like point. just let them keep sleeping. Don't yeah. why why give them anything to get energized about. Sure. And I, I thought I disagreed with them because you play the game the way you play the My game. My lagging or is AJ lagging? One of us is lagging. Looks like it's AJ. Or is, is it, it me? me? I don't know. For me, it's, this is totally smooth. You're just talking now. I I haven't had any issues. Okay. You, your camera froze for me, but I don't oh. know if that's me or you. I don't know. Uh, we, it's back now. So oh, okay. on, onward and forward. Okay. Apparently it's me. So whatever. Um, point is like the point is, is that you've got to understand that situation. I think that was an issue that we saw with Gilbert last year was that he was just a little too willing to, to get into it. And it, I thought he was fine with the Eagles. Like I really yeah. didn't have a problem with it, him with the Eagles. I thought it, he was okay. He's never going to be a, a big point producer or anything down there, but that again, go watch um, yesterday's show. That's not what you're asking him to do. Sure. I mean, he produced eight points in 17 games for them. Yeah, I mean, it was it was fine. And that's probably the highest rate you're going to get. Oh, but yeah. <laughs> Come on. You look at the rest of his career and you're just like, nah. Yeah. So it's weird because I do think it is going to be hard to find opportunity with the defense that the abs is putting together. Mm-hmm. But look. EJ and, and Murray have a history. So just be ready for when the opportunity calls itself. Well, and not only, I mean, through two years, Kale McCarr has missed hand games, 15, 20 games every year. Yeah. Yeah. It's been, I think he was 12 games his rookie year. And I think it was 11 games last year by the end. Yep. I mean, you're talking about, <clears throat> that's not an insignificant number. That's not a week, you know, that's three weeks. 
maybe a month, depending on what the schedule looks like that month. Yeah, a little but, bit spread out. <laughs> yeah, but point point is, is that you'll you know you're gonna need they're gonna need help along the way. Uh, at that spot. Yep, no doubt about it. We can go ahead and hit up Breckenridge Brewery on that note. Go get yourself some of our favorite beer. You can get it down at the DNVR bar, of course. You can also get it at your local liquor store. Keep an eye out for their good company, Hard Seltzer, as well. Absolutely delicious. We love Breck Brew over here. So check them out today and uh, get yourself something to drink so you can survive my ridiculous Manscaped reads in the future. Uh, <laughs> uh, also, be sure to check out Strava Craft Coffee, the CBD-infused coffee that has really changed lives. It can help with migraines, aches and pains, joint pain, IBS, all sorts of stuff. And you drink it just like your normal morning coffee. It's it's, it's that simple. You can get 25% off at StravaCraftCoffee.com. We use code DNVR25. And after that, every purchase successively, if you get their subscription service, is still 20% off. So go get yourself a great deal. Find yourself your new favorite coffee. You can also find it at the DNVR Bar Cold Brew, which you got to come on down if you haven't made it yet. Everyone who's come down has recommended the food, which I'm going to be honest with you. When I found out our company was getting a bar, it was not the food that I was hyped for. It was the beer. But turns out we also make dope food. So you have to come try it. The new menu, which the, men, the new menu is like a month old now. So so regulars have tried it. But I know a lot of you aren't regulars. You got to get down there. Come try the Wagyu burger. Come try the new hot dogs. The, the grilled cheese is legitimately like Michelin star level grilled cheese. It's actually insane. It's weird to talk about grilled cheese because it's grilled cheese. But it is so good. <laughs> It's I I can't explain it to you. You just need to taste it with your mouth buds, mouth buds, taste buds. Sure, good enough. Mouth uh, hole, face hole. Put it in there. Uh, <laughs> just not no, doing phrasing. No, no. This is, there's no manscaped read in this segment, so it's not this time. Uh, go to the bar. Come hang out with us. We have a lot of fun plans to to be hanging out there a lot this season. So yeah. We'll keep you guys posted when we're there too, so you guys can come chill with us. Uh, we there, wanted to, we wanted to be there tonight. If the game was on, but the game any is not sort televised. of television, we would have been there. But it's not. Yep. So we'll have to do it next week. Although next week again is a home game when it's on TV, so one of us will be there. Um, yep. And tonight, I think Evan is going to be there tonight. I'm not sure if I'm allowed to go as well. Yeah, there's... so that's TBD. But either way, we'll be talking about it tomorrow. Yep, for sure. So we'll play that one by ear. Second period of the DNVR Avalanche podcast here. Should we dive into our, our primary topic of the day? That being the Avs full goaltender situation, but specifically used as Ananen. Uh, first of all, the news today, Hunter Miska on waivers, presumably to be sent down to the minors. Yeah. It, do we want to read too much into this in the fact that he is cut before Ananin, or is this just, hey, the Avs want to see Ananin as a preseason action, and they don't really need that with Miska? They continue to make it obvious, at least to me, that they want to see this dude play. Yep. 
Um, he got a, you know, the, they ended up giving each guy a game, a full game in Arizona. Correct. But he also got the group where the dev camp group where he got all of the coaching, didn't have to split mm-hmm. it. And then in training camp, he has consistently gotten tons and tons of the lion's share of work. Yeah, yeah. of work. And I think to me, it looks obvious that they're they're just throwing the kitchen sink at him and saying, look, you're our future at this position. And we want to we want to coach you up as much as we can. We want to take this opportunity. And and it's no like no bones against Trent Miner at all. He's got an opportunity. It's not like they're ignoring him, you know. Uh, it's just that he's had to split it a little bit, uh, a little bit more. And Ananen has gotten kind of the sole focus more often than I mean, not. Uh, let's be real. These are two players with two different pedigrees. Miner had to play his way into a contract last season. True. Whereas Ananen had already earned his, regardless of the actual. <laughs> Ananen, Ananen was on his first year of his ELC last year. Right, exactly. And they let him, they, they, because when they signed him to that deal, basically all it did was they, they gave him, they gave him that to burn it. Like, they gave him that 92K as a reward for his work so far. And then said, go back to Europe. Yeah. And then they agreed to, they included the European uh, loan assignment clause to let him stay in Finland for one more year. Yep. Um, so they got him under contract. He got to, he got 100K in his pocket and, you know, now he's now he's on his second year of his ELC, and you know, we it go was from an here. In, yeah. it was an interesting use of an ELC. The well, it, the leverage that the team has in being able to give him that money, particularly for the Avs, because prior to Anna, and then we've seen all of their European goalies. They're usually extremely patient with giving them contracts. Yeah, so they were very very aggressive. Clearly, liked something. Yeah. Well, and and like Anandin, you know, he had the one really really good year with Carpot and then yep. he's been like like middling, st- yeah. Statistically speaking, okay. Yep. Um we always reiterate this when we talk goalies that we're not goaltender. We experts. are not the we are not the dudes to really get down to the nitty-gritty of it, yeah. No, but I did pick I did pick Eustace Anandin as my in our round table that we wrote. Uh, I did have him as my training camp surprise because I loved his work ethic. I loved, I loved how calm he was and I loved that he just went hard. Um, I was a really, I was a really big fan in Arizona when he played the one game that he played. Uh, he, as soon as they got off the ice, they went in the locker room, he shed the gear and immediately got to working it out. And, like, that's a common thing. A lot of players do that after games. Most players, I would say, do that after games. Have some sort of, like, a cool-down workout routine. But Ananin's was no joke. Like, he got to work. And well, I, I mean, think... I think you put it best day one of camp when we came back and we were like, Ananin's got a chiseled jaw these days. It's like... He's not a he's not chubby cheeked anymore. Yeah, he doesn't have little baseballs in his in his cheeks anymore. Yeah. Uh he's continually putting in work uh and to get to get better. Um and I think that the the experience of playing for a quality team in Finland probably helped push him. Yep. Because this was not about 
it, it was not it was not about his development, right? Like those guys over there were playing for something. And so he had to take it seriously. Yep. And I think that helped him. Uh I think that that forces a professional approach on a young player. And I think that that's a that was an encouraging thing and we're seeing the results of that effort um in Annan right now. Uh, as I wrote in our in our roundtable, I have absolutely no idea what kind of season he's about to have. Yeah. But I feel so encouraged by what I've seen out of Annan, and I think he's good. I think he has a lot of room for growth to become an actual NHL goaltender. Now, but is there's that, potential there. Is that starter level? Is that high end starter level? Is that middle of the road starter? Is it more of like a backup? Or is it more of like a number three type of guy? I don't I don't know the answer to that right now. That That's they, what the next couple look, of years are going to find yeah, out. If you can hit that bullseye <clears throat> with a dart, then uh, NHL teams want to hire you. If you know uh, that goalie ceiling right now today, truly. Uh, but a couple questions here in chat. I don't have a highlight reel of Anna and I don't do goalie highlights. That's the one position that I don't do because goalies. Um as far as watch parties for the preseason, we will have a watch party for the game on October 5th because that one is confirmed to be broadcast. The other games, yeah. as far as we know, aren't being broadcast full stop. They do not exist unless you are at the arena. So we're not planning any other watch parties. Yeah, it's hard to call it a watch party when the game's not on TV. Yep. But otherwise, uh, look, if any of this changes, because in the last couple of years, um, you know, pre-COVID anyway. The the way that it worked was nobody would announce games for TV, and then fans would be like, Marty's on television! And then at the last minute, all of the teams found ways to put their stuff at least on, like, a stream on the team's Jumbotron style, yeah. Yeah, and it was and it was like, okay, if they if they can do that, um, I'm still hopeful that they get at least one of the Dallas games, uh, one of the, Find uh, some kind of way to get a, at least a video feed of some. Yeah, kind. yeah, definitely. Um, we definitely want to be getting people down at the bar yeah. before the season starts. Yeah. We're next, next week when it's on television and it's in, and if you're not going to the game, um, definitely we will be at the bar. 100%. We will be at the bar for that one. Yep. That one. And yeah, honestly, like, if you really want to go, like DM me because AJ and I are already figuring we're gonna mosey our way down to the bar sometime next week, probably. Just gonna, like I'm, on an off night, we'll just yeah, hang. But definitely, um, we are we are definitely looking to start spending more just more time down at the bar. Yep. So hit us up, keep us posted. We'll keep you posted. Y'all know how it goes. Uh. I, look, every team could broadcast all of their preseason games if they want to. It's just their broadcasting people have made a choice not to. Yeah. It is what it is. Um, yep. So that's that. Getting back into Ananin. Let's start with tonight really quick. Do you expect him to play half the game tonight? I don't know about half, game? but it wouldn't surprise me if he plays a period. Third period or whatever. Yeah. 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 I th- I think a split is likely. Just checking on that one. Kemper does get the start, so despite no one being able to watch it, this will be his first real action with the Avs, sort of. Yeah, Evan will get to watch it. Yep. And his, uh, he'll get to watch his favorite pairing of Johnson and Johnson, too. So, 
are do we know that they're actually paired up together? We don't know that. We don't know that. Yeah. So it was funny because the people that went to Morning Skate today all sent out lines, and then it was obvious they were doing special teams. Yep. Because it it was like four forwards. It, it was like like when Connor tweeted them out. Uh, he had Landis Gog, Kadri, Conference, Sakura on a line. And then Jost, Winger, Lee Sherwood, Ranta, Newhook, Maltsev, Olausen, uh, and Kaut. All right. Well, that's just five. That's, that's a bunch of forwards. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. yeah. It, it remains to be seen what the actual pairings are, but both one Johnson and two Johnson are. In the lineup, at least. So yeah, I would, uh, I would probably go Gerard Johnson and then McDonald, uh, Jack Johnson, because Jack Johnson has spent a lot of time in his career on the right side. So you put McDonald on the left there, and then and, Jack Johnson on the right, and then and conceptually as a defensive D, Jack Johnson makes a lot of sense next to McDonald. Yeah, and then um, I would have a Gilbert McDermott third pairing that. Has a super good chance of getting run over. Yeah. Well, maybe they'll run some people over too. We'll see. Yeah. Uh, run over statistically, uh, not yeah. physically. Right. That's right. A, that's a tough pairing. That's a me. <laughs> that's a don't want to go into the corner against either one of those guys because um, you're going to pay the price, but you will probably come out with the puck. <laughs> so, uh, and then at forward, there's so many forwards that are intriguing. Yeah basically the whole list we talked about yesterday is in the lineup tonight. Yeah. So you even have yeah. Sherwood in there. I like that Landis Gog is just randomly getting a game on his own. Yep. Here's Landy. Yeah. Like Landy, Landy, he's probably next to Kadri, but there's no Burakovsky. So it's like, okay, well who's, who's on the right side of that one? Yeah. That, I, they could put New Hook there. They could put Jost there. They could put Cout they there. They could put Ranta there. I guess Ranta plays the left, really. But I'm thinking it's Cout or Olausen. Oh, I hope it's Cout, man. I think that'd be fun. I guess it could be Comfort, too. He's in this game, too. Yeah, they could do that. I could definitely see Actually, that. now that I'm... Yeah, I bet... I'm, gonna be I would be yeah. willing to bet that it's Landis called Catrick Comfort. <laughs> Yeah. The flying V is an offside play. Yeah, that's all that does is just gets you offside. 100%. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Evan's like, guys, conference in this game. Come on. <laughs> we know where this is yep. going. Okay. Yep. You're right, sir. You're right. That was uh, us being dumb. <laughs> okay. Anyway, uh, the, the goaltending, man. Yeah. So. Super excited for Darcy Kemper, um, but Ananin should get some game time as well. And this is not like when Ananin got drafted and it was like, give him a game and we'll see how he does and then send him to Finland. We'll just see him in a couple of years and we'll just hope this goes well. This is the beginning of like he's in North America now. He's here. And this is the beginning of the work that he needs to put in to eventually, hopefully someday, become starting goaltender for the Colorado Avalanche. I, that's the dream uh, that this is look, it started when they drafted him, but this is where it begins properly inside of the Colorado Avalanche organization. Now he's under contract. He's with a team full time, whether that be 
is the Eagles, the Grizzlies, what we'll discuss in a little bit, but it begins now. He's officially in the net. The net is no longer empty. And let's face it, guys, most nights the net isn't empty. You take the easy dubs where you can, but sometimes you need to convince the goalie to open the five hole. And that's where Manscaped comes into play. Go to manscaped.com, use code DNVR20, get 20% off and free shipping if you get the perfect package 4.0. And you can use that thing wherever you want. It can be your junk. It can be their junk. It doesn't even matter. Look, no kink shame in here. If you're into shaving each other, go do your thing. Shave the five hole. Do what you got to do and get yourself some Manscaped. They also have a bunch of other options going beyond below the belt product care. You can get deodorant, you can get breath mints, you can get shave mats, you can get straight razors for your face, all sorts of stuff along those lines. So you're looking good and proper from top to bottom. Again, hit up Manscaped and use that DNVR code to get 20% off your purchase. And then go on over and hit up Chevalier Mortgage. Both Mike and Virginia have been in the business for 15 years here in Colorado, and they do an amazing job in a housing market that, quite frankly, is absolutely ridiculous. Um, it's it's hard to buy a house. So that's why you need Chevalier Mortgage, because Mike is a certified financial planner. So not only will they help you through the rigors of figuring out a crazy market, but they will find a home loan that fits your picture, not just a great rate everything going on in your life they'll find the one that fits best for you you can visit them at dnvrmortgage.com to get a free consultation as well as your chance to win some free dnvr march you can also call virginia directly at 303-257-6578 michael chevalier nmls 1931006 virginia chevalier nmls 1910631 of course it's also a great time to get yourself a dnvr membership if you're looking to buy a house, you can afford a membership to DNVR. I promise. Uh, oh, Mrs. Rudo listens to every Manscaped read religiously. Confirmed. Uh, <laughs> it's like clockwork, okay? Uh, Lucky lady. <laughs> hey, look. She knew what she signed up for when uh, when she when I put the ring on it, okay? We're, we're stuck with it. Uh, in any case, DNVR membership, great time to do it. I've mentioned this before, but we have a ton of awesome stuff planned, particularly for myself. I'm super, super looking forward to the watch alongs we're going to be doing this year. I know so many of you have been asking for them, so we're going to try to do quite a few of them this year for all y'all people, especially that are out of state. We love our in-state people. You're the best. Please come to the bar. That's where we want to hang out with you. For your out-of-staters, I got you. I got you with the watch-alongs. So be sure to tune into those. Opening night is the very first one. So yep. come hang out with me. Should be fun. Uh, I will be there for some of them when he's not, you know, doing his job in the arena, like a, like a good boy. Uh, (laughs) Either way, we think we're pretty cool. If you're not sold on it and you're new, the first month is 50 cents. So sign up for the month. If you love us, you can go from there. If you really want to go in, you can get the annual membership Right now with code UNITE, U-N-I-T-E, it gets you not only all the normal perks like a free shirt, access to the lounge, big beers, you also get a free hat as well. And if you haven't seen our hat collection yet, we have a lot of dope hats. 
I I was surprised how versatile our hats could be. The golf hats, wow, they're absolutely beautiful. So go check out our stuff. Consider giving us a little bit of your cash to help support us. You know, we're here five days a week for you. All right. Third period of the DNVR Avalanche podcast presented by DraftKings Sportsbook. So the big question here, AJ, will Eustace Annanen start in Utah or Loveland? So I think he starts in Utah, okay. but I think he should finish in Loveland. Um, and this is going to be, if you're related to Hunter Miska, then I can't believe you still listen to this podcast. And thank you, but you may <laughs> not after this episode. Um, I think the, 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 like the cold reality here is that Hunter Miska is kind of in the way. Um, Jonas Johansson is clearly the number three guy. He's the guy that played meaningful minutes for them last year and actually did well with them. I also think it's, to me, it feels obvious that Jonas Johansson's also not very good. So, you know, certainly not at the NHL level. He's a, yeah. he's a pretty solid number three at the NHL level. Yeah. Starting for the Eagles. I have no issues with, with Jonas Johansson whatsoever. Um, but with Miska, him as the backup in Loveland to start the year makes all the sense in the world. But like I said, this is about getting used to Sandin and ready and trying to not even just ready, but trying to see if he's got the goods to be a meaningful player at the NHL level someday. And I'm not saying that this needs to be hardcore rushed or anything. I mean, they goalies take time. If even even if Adenin blows through their system, he's not starting for the Avs for four or five years. Even now, in this like, if he gets an NHL game in the next two years, I would be shocked. Barring massive amounts of injuries or something ridiculous. Yeah, I don't. I don't know about. I don't. I'm. If he gets a game this year, I'd be. I'd be real surprised. Um, next year, I'm more open to it, but that's. We'll see what the organization looks like. But point is, is that it's going to take time, but the, you want that time to be in the AHL. You want to, he needs, you know, the, the, the typical route is you start as a backup in the AHL. Then you try to become a platoon guy. Then you take over the starter job and then you do it again. You try and be, you, you get a couple of games um, and, and then, become like a part-time backup in the NHL. Then you try and work your way into more games. Um, okay. Now you're the backup and then you're a platoon guy. And then maybe you're a starter or maybe you just jump straight into the starter. If you play really well, like there's, you know, it's, 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 it's a little different for everybody, but it is the, the reality for the abs is that Anandin has to be a priority. And, Hunter Miska is not anymore. Um, yep. It's co- it's cold blooded business. It is a cold blooded business. Absolutely, it's it's nothing against Hunter Miska, the guy. It's and he full credit to Hunter Miska. He is absolutely a quality AHL goaltender. Yeah, there's but nothing wrong with him at that level whatsoever. Not the at all. Abs just don't have room if they want to develop their prospects. And you want to, you know. Uh, you want to see Annan in the AHL. 
And look, even if that means they roll three AHL goaltenders at some point, and one of them doesn't even need to go to the Grizzlies, uh, fine. I'd be fine with that. Whatever gets used to yeah. Sandin in the AHL and gets him like minutes I, in the AHL, not I just on the team. Wanted to go over a couple of options here first, as Brad said in the chat. I don't think it's going to happen, but there could be a taxi squad this year, which yeah. would make this not even be a problem for the organization if that happens. Yep. Um, the league open did leave themselves open, as we discussed on yesterday's show. They yep. left it open the possibility that they and the NHLPA could agree to another taxi squad situation. If that does, uh, if that does play out, this gets much easier. Yep. It's Hunter Miska and Eustace Annan and in the AHL, and you're not worrying about it. So here's here's my harder decision. As a potential option, I'm not saying they're going to do this. I'm not saying they've even considered this. But we see goalies get loaned out in the AHL all the time. And I know I just went on a spiel three minutes ago that this is in and it's time to finally be under this organization properly. But if there's an opportunity for him to play AHL hockey with another team, is that a consideration? No. Okay. No. Absolutely not. If they were going to, if they were going to loan a guy out, it would be Miska. It would have to be Miska. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Um, and, and that's, and the only and the reason I say that that that's in my head, the math works out because you always want Jojo ready to be your number three guy. If something happens in the AHL or in the NHL, I'm sorry. Definitely. So you always want him around to be that guy. And then you want him you want him playing behind uh the same kind of defensive system that way they can make the chase the straight jump to the NHL and be a little more uncomfortable there and obviously games last year will help Jojo uh will help Johansson get comfortable there blah 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 but he's he's like your he's an important guy in your organization your number 3 is always important as we've yep. learned uh, yeah, the hard way and hard lesson there yeah yeah might be avid listeners to the show, but didn't really listen to the show when we were telling them that one. Um, I would, I would say that, uh, and then, and then you're not going to loan and you don't want Annan playing in another organization. I agree with that. Um, you just, you just don't, you don't want him playing behind. You want him getting acclimated. You want him you know, making friends on the team that he's going to develop with over the next few years. And he'll be in the NHL with, and then you want him playing behind your structure and your system. You want him getting your coaching because it's not just UC Parkala. It's Peter Budai. Now it's, it's uh, Ryan Bach with the Eagles. You want him getting all of those things from your organization because he is a part of your future. And I think the unfortunate and cold hearted reality here is that Hunter Miska is not part of the future in Colorado's goaltending pipeline. And that you, you're not choosing to give those resources to him over Ananen when you're so, looking at the future. Just as a counterpoint here, there are two things I want to bring up. Okay. One, Hunter mm-hmm. Miska is very, very well liked in Loveland. It's true. And we've For seen, good reason. And we've seen before that the Eagles brass has had a little bit of leeway when making some of these decisions as far as their AHL roster is concerned. So I do think that makes it harder to loan out Miska potentially. And two, in a world where Ananen does start in the ECHL, if he's in the abs organization, the point that we keep bringing up Utah is international ice. Yeah. And 
that does entice me a little bit more to consider loaning him out to get an opportunity to play on North American ice. If there is such an opportunity, uh, ultimately <laughs> I do think it would be better for him to remain inside the organization. And it, as you have said, the best case scenario is Miska gets loaned out and then Anandin can just be in the AHL. No problem. But I wouldn't be wholly opposed to it if they decided to loan out anything. Uh, I would be. Okay. For me, it's not even a starter. I'm not messing with it. All um, right. Putting him in the AHL and having him be the backup on somebody else's team where you're not giving him your coaching and you're not you're not raising him to be a little baby Av. Um, you know, look, it worked for Jordan Bennington. So yeah. Fair enough. Maybe maybe it is a good idea. But for me, uh, I'm just not interested in that idea. Yeah. I, I'm not going to push it any further than that because... It's certainly... Look, it's an interesting idea, right? Um, it, it's something to consider. Certainly, selfishly, I don't want to watch another AHL team all year long just to cover Ananin's progress as well. I just want to watch the Eagles and call it good. <laughs> but... Yeah. Uh, yeah, I, it's just another option that's potentially on the table. That's, that's all I wanted to throw it out there with him. So fair enough. Um, the, the rest of it. Yeah. It, it's fairly straightforward, right? It, and, and then is going to get AHL games one way or another, whether it's taxi squad loan injury, simply outplaying Hunter Miska pick your poison, right? Yeah. Dude, he's going to get in some way or another. He certainly, look, if he goes the entire year, if Eustace Annan goes the entire year in the ECHL because you are giving, because you are prioritizing, I guess, respect for Hunter Miska and what he's done for your organization, it's complicated because on a human level, that's a very commendable thing to do. Uh, and is, a, is the show of the kind of show of loyalty that pro sports just isn't really about for better or worse. It's just kind of yeah. how it is. The reality from, of pro sports is if you want to win, you can't always be compassionate. Yeah. And, but from a, from a development, trying to make the best of, you know, trying to do the right thing for your long-term future. It's not the right thing to do. Annan needs to get AHL minutes. Yep. Otherwise, why did you bring him over? You know, um, putting him in this situation. They yeah. they they put it's, themselves in this spot. So it was, you know, this this isn't like bad luck. This isn't like anything happened to them. They created the situation. They put themselves here, and they need to. They need to. You know. It's not fair to Hunter Miska. It's just not. But the reality of it is, is that he's kind of in the way at this point, and they need to they need to figure out a way. They can either do it delicately, and they could run three goaltenders where he, you know, they split time or whatever, uh, or they could do it. They could do it. You know, rip the bandaid off. This is just the business of of the industry. We appreciate everything that you've done. It is this super not personal. But this kid, we think, is a big part of our future, and we have to give him time. 
and you just drop him, you drop Miska to be the starter for the Grizzlies. Yeah. And it's it's I don't want to I don't want to do that to him, but and look, and, and there are there are viewpoints here too. And if you are the Utah Grizzlies or a fan of the Utah Grizzlies, you would be ecstatic about having Hunter Miska as your starting goaltender, right? Yeah. So I mean, he's a decent AHL goaltender. Right. Like he, I'm, I'm a, saying he would be probably yeah. one of the best goaltenders in the ECHL. Yeah, he should do just fine. So, uh, yes, it's a complicated issue from a from the human side of it, but it's not really how e-bugs work. Yeah, e-bugs are just random local guy that yeah for some they reason for every game because they. Had, don't have to sign them unless they actually have to play. So it's like it saves them money 99.9% of the time. Uh, but anyway, not the point I was trying to make. Uh, with with every sport, if you want to be an effective front office, you have to treat it like a business. That's just reality. And yeah. unfortunately, the business side of things, not likely to side with Hunter Miska on this one. Yeah, so. it's it, dude. It sucks. Yep. And like, you could be as compassionate as 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 you want, but like, there's a long term future to consider. And the best thing, you know, the best thing for them right now is to see what to see what used to and can do for you at the AHL level. And and the the counterpoint of this is, I give Hunter Miska all the the power in the world. I'm sure he knows the score. If he goes to the Avs front office and says, trade me right effing now, I'd say good for him. Sure. I don't know that anyone would actively give up a whole lot for him, but. Well, and the same reason that they're not going to, nobody's going to claim him on waivers. Right. It's not like you just claim him and then you put him in the ECHL in your organization. He, you get claimed, you're in the NHL. Yep. And that's. Why he won't get claimed. Not he's kidding. not, he showed and he's not an and NHL goaltender. To be fair, we do see goalies that pass through waivers and then get traded every so often. Yeah. We saw with, um, Pickard having to pick. Well, and we saw lines, when actually. the Avs traded Nick Malosh for Antoine Bebo, they did it after Bebo cleared waivers. Yep. So they could be flexible with Bebo's movement, but yeah. So, so there's, there's that stuff. Happen. Like that, yeah. yeah, those things are possible, but it's really, really hard to see where an organization's fourth goaltender is going to pique the interest of somebody else. Right. Maybe fifth goaltender. Well, I mean, and this is what I'm saying. Like, you know, if you want to do the compassionate thing, maybe you find a team that's like, Hey, we'll, we'll give you Hunter Miska for future considerations. Yeah. For an, maybe for an AHL player that you like or something. Yep. You know, you give him a, a, you find an opportunity for him elsewhere. Yeah. That's to, to Dario's point here, this is the time of year where every team in the league is slipping dudes through waivers, right? Yeah. Well, you last year Alex Nedeljkovic made it through this yep. this process because very few teams uh, are you know teams are looking internally right now. They're not set enough themselves to make a decision about bringing in yeah something from the outside. You think, so the abs are at forty seven guys right now. Okay. Uh, the guys that could go through waivers for them that are still technically on the NHL roster and would need to go through waivers to go down. 
Johansson, McDonald, Gilbert, McCown, Sherwood, Magna, Sakura, Gross, McDermott, Mateau, and and then any any other and, of the regulars. So that's the, a huge. That's just majority, from the apps. The vast majority of those guys are gonna get sent through waivers, right? Too. And those are the guys that have a good chance to actually go through waivers at some point. Yeah, and that was. Uh, how many guys? How many guys was eight or nine? I think. Yeah. So uh, uh, multiply multiply about ten guys per team for thirty two teams. Three hundred dudes passing through waivers. Right. You have a ton of guys who are about to go through waivers in the next week and a half, next two weeks in the run up to the season. You're trying to figure out. You're trying to figure out your best roster from the guys you have internally, as three hundred guys league wide go through waivers. It's going to be a really difficult, that's a really difficult process to try and be like on top of it. You know, when Sven Androgetto goes through waivers in December and he's the only guy that goes that day, teams have an idea. They go, oh, what are our reports on him? And that's an easy process to go through. When 300 guys in, in a span of 12 days or so go through waivers, it's really difficult. Like you look at all the guys who went through waivers the first time today. And it was a pretty easy list of like, no, 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 no. <laughs> but you never know. Like there you'll take a look at it. And maybe there's a, there's a couple of guys on there where you're maybe. Yeah. They picked up. So the Nemeth Nemeth got claimed at the end of the preseason. The he very, was Dallas's last cut. End. Yep. And that is where teams get a lot more predatory. Because they look, uh, they're looking for spots like that. Teams are looking and they're doing the math on last cuts, and they're saying Patrick, you know, Patrick Nemeth is going to be, you know, well, Patrick. And- it's going to be Patrick Nemeth or Jamie Alexiak that gets cut from that roster. Whichever guy ends up being the odd man out in Dallas, that we're going to put a claim in on that guy. It ended up being Nemeth. You know, and we've seen how we saw how things went from there. But the the last cut is different because the last cut is usually those are borderline NHL guys. Yep. So it's and we the do see wires. guys get claimed every year. Like they do in the preseason. They do get claimed every year. We're 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 talking about all this, but there's even if the Avs wanted to claim a dude, they're not getting anybody this year. So <laughs> it would be really difficult for there to be a player on waivers that that actually meaningfully helps them. You look that, at their, you just look at the depth near them. Yeah, yeah. You just look at their depth, and it's decent enough that they should be fine. Yep. You know, there are always intriguing guys though that do hit waivers where you're like, Ooh, you can see it. And then you remember that the Avs are waiver line number thirty-two, and you yeah. go, okay. Yep. The first month of the season, they are the last claim. Yep, uh, for waivers. So until November first. All right. So final thoughts on this this goaltender situation, mostly AJ, or anything else you want? Uh, I think it should just go. I I think it should go Kemper, Franzos, Johansson, and an Inmiska Miner. All right. And hopefully. Minor balls out too. We haven't talked about him at all in this episode, and that's not to dismiss him as a future goalie. I just, of course, it's he's he's victim of a numbers game right now. Yep. And look, if he starts balling out in the ECHL, you'll hear about him from me and my prospect portfolio, or 
yep. on the podcast when we want to cover prospects. So yep, hundred percent. That's why you keep it uh, keep it tuned to DNVR. Be sure and like and subscribe to the video and the channel. That helps us out a ton. I know the season's coming up. I'm seeing new faces in the chat. I know y'all aren't subscribed. All right, I see you in there. I see you. But we appreciate all of y'all listening, watching. However you consume the pod, you're all awesome. We will be back tomorrow, probably with Evan to discuss what happened in the game that no one saw and uh, but heard but heard but heard on the radio well so we'll have something to talk about as far as the game is concerned mm-hmm. and then we will we'll see where the abs go their their next set of cuts is where things will probably start to get a bit more interesting um yeah the is their next game a road game yeah, McGahee is. So. Oh, yeah. I believe their next game is road, but I'm not 100%. I can check it is. Next Monday in Minnesota. That should be the last. That should be the game where they. That's their after they that play game. That and it's cut city. Yeah. yeah, that should be when they when they get down into the 30 range for their roster, like just yep. waves of cuts. Yep. Um, Because they've been doing it kind of like slow, like four or five here, four or five there. Um, they could probably do that now if they wanted to, but certainly after tonight, a guy like Olausen, it's probably pretty easy to ship him to Barry. Yeah, yeah. Like it's right about time. I'm not sure when their camp opens up or if it has, but it might be. I think their season starts on like right around <laughs> the same time the NHL one does. McDermott's not getting cut before he plays. So um, <laughs> we'll see. We'll yep. see. I think, I think they give up a fourth round pick. He's probably making the opening night roster. Most likely. Um, but yeah, we are out of here for the day. Uh, we will be back tomorrow in some capacity. And then mm-hmm. you know where to find us. We'll be back next week. If these games do end up getting broadcast, we'll have something for you, whether it be just like highlight reel or, or whatever. But until then, we will talk to you all next time.